0: Hello everyone and uh, welcome to All About Tennis podcast. This is our third episode and our guest for today is a Philippine Davis Cup player since uh, 2010 and uh, ranked as high as ATP 129 in the world. He is also the current ATP challenger defending champion in Las Vegas And he finished the NCAA singles top 20 in 2008, doubles top 10 in 2008 also for the NCAA, and also a finalist for uh, the NCAA team championships for University of Illinois. Uh, Let's all welcome longtime national team player for the Philippines, Ruben Gonzalez. Hi, Ruben. Welcome to All About Tennis.
1: Hey, uh, boss. uh, Thanks for having me great to be here.
0: How are you uh, doing so far? Uh, What have you been doing since this uh, COVID crisis?
1: You know, uh, trying to stay busy. Uh, After Davis Cup in Manila, I came home and uh, had to do a self-quarantine at my apartment for about two weeks before I head back uh, to where my family lives uh, in Terre Haute, Indiana. Uh, so now i 've been home uh trying to train as much as I can and just uh spend time with my family uh trying to stay busy
0: so um you you came from Manila right uh, playing the Davis yes. cup and yes. uh, you 've been home and how 's that did you uh do a self quarantine before going to where you are now
1: or or you went exactly to- <laughs> Exactly. I basically went to my uh, girlfriend Michelle's apartment, uh, or my fiance, sorry, <laughs> in Indianapolis, <laughs> and I stayed there for two weeks uh, by myself, basically, just self-quarantining just to, to make sure that I was okay before I headed back to my family's house, which is about an hour away. Okay. So
0: at least uh, you're there with your family, and um, that's that's so important, especially during this uh, during this time, it's so hard to be alone. I'm sure. So, I mean, you experienced that for uh, 14 days, and it's good that. Uh... How's your parents now? How's your parents?
1: They're doing well. They're doing well. My dad um, is still practicing, so he's obviously trying to be as careful as he can since he's in the hospital a bunch. But uh, my parents are healthy, thank goodness. And uh, yeah, it's been great being home, spending time with them. Um, yeah, so just trying to stay busy. Uh,
0: so before coming in there, you last played the the Davis Cup. And um, after the Davis Cup, what was your original plan? Where were you supposed to play?
1: Um, after Davis Cup, I was supposed to come back and play a challenger in the States. Um, a challenger and maybe a couple 25,000s. That was the plan. So... I knew that after Davis Cup I kind of heard that there could be some delays and obviously that's what happened. So I ended up staying in Manila and then they canceled Mm -hmm. the tournaments and then I came home and, um, yeah, like I said, I had to do the self-quarantine and now we're kind of a month into it now and just, uh, you know, hanging out.
0: Okay, so so you decided to to stop the tour even before – the tour uh, suspended the tournaments?
1: Um, I didn't really decide, but I knew that I'd I'd heard something that there could be some delays or cancels cancellations of tournaments, so I kind of was just sitting tight in Manila, and then when it happened, I already had a flight home, so I came home, and then uh, it was already canceled for six weeks, all the tournaments, so I had no choice but to just hang out and stay, and I was still trying to train and do all the things that I normally do, hoping to stay ready, but obviously the the, the cancellations are and the delays are continuing and, and now it 's not till July thirteenth that they're hoping that the tournaments will start again
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, th- take
0: us to uh, what are you doing uh, lately what's your day like
1: my day um so usually I wake up whenever that is uh, eight thirty nine. and uh, I do this, I take a shower and then I do like this 20 minute meditation thing. That's kind of like a cold shower than a 20 minute meditation. And then I do like a yoga session for like 40 minutes. And then after that I eat breakfast and uh, I've been reading a lot, especially we have a lot of time and I'm a big reader. Uh, I read for like another 45 minutes. Then I um, eat breakfast, then get my first workout in usually around 12 uh, for an hour and a half, two hours, and then I eat lunch and then practice for about three hours. So then after that, it's nighttime already and then try to stretch do the recovery and, and do it all over again the next day. So I've been doing that for the past three weeks. So
0: it's been good. It's been good. That's good. Um, I mean, uh, you told me earlier that uh, uh, where you're staying now, uh, you guys have a private court and uh, you get to play a lot. Who are you playing with? Who are you practicing with?
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm blessed to have a a court at my parents' house, so just in the backyard. Um, Luckily, a neighbor of mine uh, plays college tennis and because the college season is canceled, he's home, so he just comes over and practices and we make sure to stay pretty far away from each other uh but yeah we've been practicing for the past two three weeks for three hours every day so i'm really blessed to have that because uh, not i i've heard a lot of people aren't able to play but i've been i've been able to do that and continue to train just like how i normally do
0: that's good so you're not doing those uh, mini tennis or walling like roger Federer. Federer is Honestly, not as good as you bro <laughs>
1: yeah. honestly if i didn't have this i would be doing that 100 percent. because i mean time away from tennis is pretty tough for me to begin with so i would have found a wall somewhere or been denting up the garage or something like that so <laughs> luckily i have the court
0: have you been home with your parents this long i mean as an atp player <laughs> it's almost impossible right
1: yeah yeah like um basically i've been traveling since 2009 uh like last year i traveled like 37 weeks so now i've been home for three weeks it's the longest i've been home in like 11 years so it's, it's kind of weird but kind of cool at the same time you know I, I felt like even though i love playing tennis love traveling i've missed a lot of stuff you know like it was my mom's yeah. birthday a few days ago and it was the first birthday i've spent with her in like five years or something like that so um, I felt really lucky that I got to do that, and uh, so there's there's been some positives for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean th- that's what uh, everybody should uh, look into. You know, the positives on on uh, on this uh, on this uh, coronavirus. And, for sure, um, there's a lot. I mean, we all get to spend time with our family now, and uh, for sure, for sure, sure, everyone is also enjoying. Um, that portion of this uh, of this crisis for sure
1: you know a lot of people are like I can't do this or, I can't do that but I mean there's still a lot of things you can do so like you said spending time with family I think is the most important thing and I think uh, this is kind of changing everyone's perspective so even though I can't travel and these things like I've, I've actually enjoyed being home with my family I mean I, I don't like that I can't go out of the house that much but obviously I mean it could be a lot worse you know
0: one of the good things also is that um we can do this podcast and uh, we get to talk to you and um, a lot of uh, more filipinos now can know you better
1: yeah for sure for sure like all these apps and like zoom and all these things uh make everything more accessible so it's great to be able to keep in contact with everyone especially guys like you um It's been great. It's been great being home. I've been able to call a lot of my friends that I haven't talked to in a long time and still keep Mm -hmm. in contact. Uh, So I think this is a rare opportunity that we have now that I'm trying to obviously use it uh, to the max, you know.
0: Ruben, um, let's go back a little bit um, to your last tournament, which was the Davis Cup versus Greece. And uh, you played doubles with uh, Nino Alcantara. And uh, tell us something about about that last tournament that you had.
1: Oh, it was awesome. You know, uh, me and Nino have only played a couple times, but the last time we played, we got a silver medal in the Southeast Asian Games in 2017 in Kuala Lumpur. So, obviously, we've had a good memory. And we haven't played since then, and now we played again. And we had a good win in Davis Cup. I mean, it was an amazing crowd, probably the most people we've played for in PCA. amazing atmosphere and for us to get the win was kind of a bonus um i think it was a really obviously entertaining tie to have uh stefanos there uh number six in the world i mean i mean we haven't had that for how long so i think that was pretty cool but uh yeah it was so much fun to play in front of the home crowd again it's been a few years since i've played so uh i've always tried to really treasure those memories
0: I know you you guys uh, played uh, really well and it was uh you and uh, another sub another with your, uh sports ambassador Nino Alcantara uh, uh, was the pride of the Philippines you know we 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 got to put ourselves in the scoreboard with you guys winning um but if you had a chance to uh, play singles because uh we all know what happened to singles we both lost especially to Stefanos but just curious, um, if you played singles, what what do you think you would have done if you played against Stefanos?
1: Um, first, I'd like to say, I mean, AJ and Jason did a great job. It's not easy to go from, you know, playing tournaments to playing someone who's six in the world, someone who just finaled an ATP 500 event. So nice. what they did was, I thought, very commendable. Um, obviously, it would have been a tough match no matter what. I mean, like I said, the guy's number six in the world for a reason. Mm-hmm. But obviously I play very different than those, both those guys. And maybe I could have brought something a little bit different to the table, but who knows? I mean, I would have loved to play. <laughs> cause, yes. Cause I love to play Davis cup and I love to play singles. Um, I haven't played in a while, but it would have been an amazing experience. And hopefully, I, I mean, I would have done my best and um, hopefully to try to give them some, uh, some problems out there.
0: I know. And um, I mean, uh, we hardly get a number six, as you said, player in the world to, to come for to sure. Manila. And um, for me, as a fan, it would have been nice to see you against him, Nino against him, um, and, uh, you know, even Tret against... Uh, for sure. And, uh, uh, just to just to see, like, what could have been done, you know?
1: <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um Yeah, that would have been an amazing experience. You know, obviously, we don't make those decisions, but uh, that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. I would have loved to play him as many times as I could have, you know. Uh, But I'm happy with the way that AJ and Jason played. They did their best. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we lost. And um, (laughs) who knows if we're going to play again. So, (laughs) Um, but hopefully at some point we will.
0: Ruben, who's the most popular guy you've played with?
1: Popular guy like practice or play the match?
0: I played in a match.
1: Um I played Andre Rublev a couple times in doubles a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He was and he's top 20 in the world. Uh, I played David Goffin a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Top 20 in the world. I played oh, Junior. Junior I played Monfi I played Mofi once in juniors. I played Sanga once in juniors. Um, oh, yeah, I've played a bunch of a bunch of guys. But, yeah, those are probably the highest ranked guys I've played. And, obviously, Kevin Anderson uh, was a teammate of mine in college. He was top five in the world two uh-huh. years ago or last year. Obviously, I've played him a bunch. I mean, I spent basically practicing with him every day for three years straight. So, obviously, I've, I've had some... Yes. Did he reach the uh, Wimbledon finals, right? Or- Wimbledon and U.S. Open. He made the U.S. Open final Wimbledon as well. Yeah. Yes. And he was yes. your
0: team in uh, Illinois. Yes. And uh, did you play doubles with him also?
1: Yeah, actually, um, I had a huge win with him against the number one team in the country, uh, Trent Huey and Sam Kevin. Oh, really? Actually, yeah. <laughs> Trent <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think you know that guy
0: yeah yeah of course uh he was uh my pilot episode guest
1: yes i saw that i love that you know i mean i'm a little jealous that you chose him to play in pca over me but you know we're gonna have a lot of opportunities going forward you know maybe uh, i'll get a chance
0: don't worry don't worry we uh the invitation is there um i just thought that uh you were not in shape at that time, if you yeah, played. yeah, I,
1: I was playing singles too, you know, <laughs> I know you're a doubles player, and you were more focused on the doubles, so that makes sense, you know
0: <laughs> but um going back to to talking about tennis because this is what it's all about, um, Wimbledon got cancelled, and the uh, French Open also got cancelled, and I mean, postponed, and now it's close to the date of the U.S. Open, only a week apart. Who do you think will um, will suffer or will benefit with this uh, development of having, uh, of having U.S. Open and uh, the French Open almost uh, one week apart?
1: I mean, it's obviously a really unique circumstance since this never really happened. I mean... No one really benefits, obviously, because everyone wants to be playing. But obviously, the guys that have been hurt, uh, giving them a chance to kind of heal up right now, like Roger, uh, since he's been injured, I think this gives them time to to, to obviously be ready for those tournaments. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's a really unique circumstance. You know, I'm not really sure who really benefits or who doesn't. But uh, hopefully, I mean, hopefully the tournaments actually take place. That's the most important thing. You know what I mean? So um, they're obviously hoping for the best, that that's going to happen. But I guess we're going to see.
0: Um, How about uh, Wimbledon getting canceled? What do you think about this? Uh, I mean, first time in, I don't know, so many years that uh, the, uh, the holy grail of tennis, uh, we're not seeing Wimbledon now. I mean, it's amazing.
1: I mean, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Obviously, like you said, it's the it's the biggest tournament in the world, the most prestigious one, the one that, like, is synonymous with tennis, um, that it's canceled. is just – it's kind of surreal, you know what I mean, that that could actually happen. But obviously, it's in the best interest of everybody, everyone's health. And uh, I was reading that they took out an insurance policy. So, obviously, they're not just losing the money that they put up for the tournament and all those things. So – uh, but obviously, the health of everyone is is the most important thing, and the tournament will go on next year, and hopefully the years to come. So uh, it's definitely different, but uh, I think it's in everyone's best interest for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. You, have you been watching a lot of these challenges in, in uh, on social media? Have you been doing? I have. Some I've been the-
1: challenged a few <laughs> times with certain things. You know what I mean. So, yeah. um, have, have you done challenged. one of them? I've only done the not tennis ones. I've done like the push-up challenge and then the buzz cut challenge, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I haven't done the tennis one. I got challenged to the tennis one recently, so I might have to do that tomorrow. You know?
0: Okay. Have you seen the? Uh, are you not uh, participating in a Roger Federer's challenge? I saw that actually. It, it,
1: you just is it as many as you can do in a minute or what is it supposed to be?
0: Um, I don't think, I don't think uh, he's counting how many you can do in a minute or so, but, yeah. but basically uh, trying to volley as much as you can. But I think the most important there is your form and your hat and how creative <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. The problem
1: is I don't have a good wall here. So I need to, I only have the court, so I need to figure out that first. That's got to be the priority. I gotta find oh, a wall a somewhere. I, I
0: saw someone this doing it with two hands, volleying with himself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you so should have told don't, me
0: that. Excuses! Don't give excuses. <laughs> don't give excuses. <laughs> That's true. That's, uh, true.
1: That's true. That's true. That's true. an
0: ATP player. So <laughs> yeah,
1: I gotta be more creative for sure. That's what I gotta do.
0: Ruben, uh, can you give me your five best players of all time?
1: Five best players of all time. That's a really good question. Five favorite or five best?
0: No, five best, you think.
1: Five best. In order or just name five? Uh,
0: In order. (laughs) To make it more challenging. (laughs) Okay.
1: Um. Number one, at this point, I would say Roger. Just uh, I've seen them all play in person, and they're all incredibly impressive. Don't get me wrong, but Roger, especially with his talent and all the things that he can do and how he can make it look so easy for me, I would put him number one. I have a really hard time putting him ahead of Rafa because I think Rafa's amazing too, but at this point, I would still put him number one. And mm-hmm. then I would put Rafa – than Djokovic who like I said it's really hard for me to put them in front of each other because I feel like they're all equal you know at their best I feel like they're all very similar levels Mm -hmm. you know Uh, so those three and then I have to put Pete Sampras in there Um, he's the next behind them in the slam list and then number five Uh, number five that is a really good question yeah number five I mean, Rod Laver. Rod Laver has a lot of records, and he has a—he's a, up there in the slams too. That's obviously got to be up there. Rod Laver or someone like Bjorn Borg. I mean, they're pretty close, you know, as far as the slams go. But uh, yeah, definitely the top three, and then four, I would put Pete Sampras for sure, and then either Rod Laver or Bjorn Borg. I don't know if I'm missing anybody, but. <laughs>
0: I can see so, you sweating now. Don't worry about it. I know. It, so. I
1: don't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's no, there's a, there's no uh, right answer for this question.
1: I know. I wish you gave me like a, a sheet. I could have studied before this. I would have prepared a, a better answer. But that's definitely the, the, the list that I would put together, those five. Yeah.
0: It's like a Miss Universe question for tennis players. Don't worry.
1: I know. I would have failed <laughs> pretty badly
0: <laughs> Good question. Um, I remember the uh, the uh, first time you played that I saw you played in the Philippines, and I believe it was the uh, the Mitsubishi International Juniors in Manila. Uh, do you remember what you mean? What this, you, you mean like- this right here? Oh, there you go. I remember that. Nice. That Gonzalez. was a long
1: time ago.
0: <laughs> long ago, bro. Resolve Memorial.
1: Yes, yes, that was a long time ago. Uh, do, do you know what? Uh, you remember what year was that? Two thousand. Sorry about that. No Two thousand. No Let me see. Two thousand two. Two thousand two. Yes.
0: So, can you take us back? Were you
1: about, eight, were you about 18?
0: Um, I think 19.
1: 19, right.
0: Just <laughs> out of juniors. <laughs> take us back uh, to, to that time. Uh, as I understand, maybe that was the first tournament that you played in, in the Philippines. Yes. Uh, how, what, what was your memory about it?
1: um that was actually my only the only the second itf tournament I ever played i think i was 16 and uh, i got a wild card and obviously i was pretty excited about that um getting to play in front of like some of my family hadn't seen me in years and i mean didn't see me they hadn't seen me play either obviously so to have them there watching me i was kind of nervous and i think i played a guy the first round i played a guy who was like end up being top 20 or top 30 in the world singles so I beat him first round, um, and then I beat another guy second round. So I lost in the quarterfinals, but it was an amazing experience. I remember I played doubles with a guy, Yannick Guba.
0: Oh, <laughs> so, of course. Yeah. We all know yes. Yannick. Uh, yes. He's, he's based in Singapore or in Malaysia now. Awesome. And uh, coaching out there and doing really well also.
1: also yeah, so you that was my, that's my doubles partner.
0: Oh, that's your doubles partner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was nice. my doubles partner in that tournament.
0: And Yannick eventually became the uh, uh, Davis Cupper also for the Philippines. Oh, that's awesome. that's awesome. He played with the tie against Kazakhstan, as I remember.
1: Awesome. I literally haven't seen him since that tournament, but I uh, hope he's doing well. <laughs> so how, was
0: your, uh, how did you do in that uh, doubles tournament?
1: I think we Yannick. lost. We beat a good team or something first round, and then we lost second round. I don't remember to who. But uh, I remember having a good time with him. He was a nice guy. I remember he didn't speak that much. We weren't talking a whole lot. I was trying to. But, um, yeah, I don't know if he didn't under know that I understood Tagalog, but he just wasn't speaking that much. But it was a good time. He was a nice guy and um, nothing but good memories for sure.
0: Most likely at that time, he was also the number one junior player. Uh, I, think, I
1: think so. I think so. Yeah.
0: Uh, I, I think I PJ, PJ, PJ to your tournament. Yeah PJ was your back. he wasn't as I mean Yannick was I think a better junior player than uh, PJ gotcha. when they were when they were young but eventually I PJ remember meeting
1: Serena a... in that tournament too Oh really Yeah it's crazy. Revol-
0: crazy
1: Yeah wow. crazy And I remember there's some obviously some some uh big names that have played that tournament. I mean, during that time, Sonia Mirza was playing, and um, definitely Go Sueda played that tournament. Um, A good friend of mine, Chris Kwan, who was like four in the world at the time, was playing. So uh, the Mitsubishi's always attracted a lot of good players. Yeah, so.
0: A few years earlier than when you played, I I also played in there, and that's where I partnered with uh, Mahesh Bupati. Wow, that guy's pretty good. Yeah,
1: <laughs> good man. You're good at good picking
0: partner. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I need to step up before I play doubles with you. You know. I know,
0: like uh, you'll be in good uh, company with uh, like, Mahesh Bhupathi, <laughs> Thet Huey. Man, Cisome. unbelievable! Huh? Whoa! <laughs>
1: <laughs> unreal, unreal. <laughs> I got, I got to get a better resume before I play with you for sure.
0: <laughs> at least when you play with me. It's not gonna be your fault. It's always gonna be Randy's fault. That's why they love playing with me.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Since, You're um, gonna be the one carrying me anyways. You're gonna what do you mean? You're gonna be the reason we won. Uh, well, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> your your serve? No one's getting that serve back for sure.
0: <laughs> your serve and my serve, but seriously. Unbreakable. No. <laughs> unbreakable
1: all the teams at pca better watch out i think you know
0: yeah no maybe we'll play the next challenger in manila yeah we'll have to deal. <laughs>
1: deal deal
0: deal <laughs> we
1: got time to train now you know
0: yeah for sure
1: yeah i remember That's when I you played do. with i remember one thing when you played with Tret in the pca uh Every time I saw you before your match, you were doing calf raises on the in the gym. <laughs> you know,
0: you know what you call that? That's uh, cramming. <laughs>
1: <Yeah,
0: exactly. laughs> Trying to Try to get in shape while in the tournament.
1: <laughs> As I can recall, I feel like Tret was doing that too. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, man! Good times, that times. Um, since you showed us
0: that uh, that poster that you had there, I mean the the plaque that you had there with the uh, Mitsubishi International Juniors, and now I can see uh, some frames there at the back. You might showing yeah. us those. Yeah, uh, for like, sure. Are very important uh, events of your tennis
1: career. I got some good ones here. Can you see this one right here? Oh, nice. That's from my senior year right there. Oh, is it? I thought, se- was,
0: I thought that was today. It looks like you're here. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it really, that's the look I was actually going for. I was trying to turn the clock back, you know? Yeah. So that one is uh, from my senior year. This one is from my junior year right here. Can You can see that. That's, That's nice. the year we made the finals of the N.C.A.S. and there's uh, Kevin Anderson right here.
0: Wow. He looks really young there.
1: I know. We all do, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then this one is from my sophomore year right here.
0: 2005,
1: 2006. Yes. Don't do the math there, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one is a really special one right here with my hero mm. see that
0: andre agassi
1: andre agassi <laughs> yes that's probably the most special one for me and then um that photo so i grew up near indianapolis and there was a atp 250 there at the time which i ball boyed for like four years so i ball boyed everybody agassi sampras and a friend of ours was the tournament director and he asked me who's the one guy that you want to meet and I'm like Andre Agassi is my hero and um I got to meet him and he I talked to him for a bit and then I got to walk him out to center court for his match he was playing a night match and he was just, like talking to me and then he's like "Ah, right, come with me and I walked him out to center court and he went and kicked some guy's ass and it was like the coolest night ever you know like that's one of the the most special memories I had playing tennis and that inspired me to try to get to that level of work to be a professional was that experience, you know? And here's another old-school Andre right here. You can see that.
0: Oh, yes. I uh, I remember that. That's the time that uh, he was wearing denim shorts.
1: Yep, exactly. Exactly. So, obviously, you can tell that he was my uh, my favorite player, you know? other than you <laughs> that's
0: those are uh, those are great uh, collection that you have there and um, I'm wondering where when are you going to put up some of your uh, Davis Cup uh, photos in your I room? know
1: I need to somehow get I have like obviously a bunch of pictures from uh, on Facebook and stuff but I need to get them printed and I definitely need to add that for sure so many great memories in Davis Cup and what's funny is Johnny Arcelia actually sent me a bunch of uh, old Davis Cup pictures that I've posted uh, but I definitely want to get some framed. that's actually a really good idea Because so those are some of my obviously fondest memories that I've had in tennis so far so
0: really good talking about um, Davis Cup can you take us back to um, your first Davis Cup experience
1: First Davis Cup experience, the very first time I played was – sorry?
0: In the Philippines.
1: Oh, the very first time. Oh, Iriga City.
0: Iriga City. Irriga oh, wow. City, the, yeah. uh, the Davis Cup that was hosted in Bicol.
1: Yes, exactly. That was the very first um, live match that I ever played uh, was there. And you know what's really funny is that we played Pacific Oceania, which Guam and all those islands. The guy that we played – Exactly. The guy that we played, one of the guys we played is my coach now. Really? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he's coaching me now. This guy, uh, Daniel Uranas, he played college tennis at Hawaii. uh, And we've been friends for years, and he started coaching me a lot. Uh, start, started coaching me last year and he's helped me a ton so it's just funny that I sent him pictures of that tie actually I'm like you know who I was playing in this so it's just it's a really funny connection but yeah it was amazing I remember me and Johnny uh, played doubles and we won in four sets and that was the very first uh, live match that I ever played in Davis Cup like amazing memory like very good crowd uh, indoors really hot but uh, yeah it was so much fun it was so much fun
0: uh, I think I remember that match and I know you and Johnny were so nervous, I think. Yeah. They yeah. Playing, especially yeah. at those times um the favorites who were playing then was um was Cecil Mamet. and um
1: Cecil was the captain actually but not playing. So I remember yeah. the singles with Jason and Trett.
0: With Jason and Trett, yeah. Jason and Trett, I mean, yeah. Before, before oh, I think yes. those before before that uh, Davis Cup, the ones who were playing a lot was Cecil, of course, yes. Tread, and those are the yes. times of Eric Tino. So for sure, for uh, sure, as you mentioned that was your first live match, and yes, uh, I remember you and Johnny being so nervous with with uh, that particular match.
1: Yeah, I remember it was really tight. It was played like, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, there was there was definitely moments in the match we were playing well but yeah there's a, there were some nervy moments too I remember it was 7-6 I'm a pretty good memory 7-6 6-7 7-5 7-6 and I remember at 6-5 in 6-5 five or 5-4 five, in the four set we had love 40 on their serve and then we didn't win it and obviously we're like oh crap and then luckily we were able to win it in the tiebreaker 7-4 and close it out and I remember we were really excited obviously I have a picture of it uh, of us, like, jumping, chest bumping. And then I remember Johnny, like, threw his shirt and his shoes into the crowd. So, obviously, uh, we were both pretty excited after that.
0: That's uh, that's really good. I think why you guys were nervous was also because how warm the reception of uh, the city of Erriga to the whole Davis Cup team, um, not only to the Philippines, but even to Pacific Oceania for sure uh it was such a big welcome yeah, we had a parade the 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 stadium was almost full with yes. so many people and so many programs just for the davis cup
1: during that time for sure i think you during davis cup davis cup is so different than like uh regular tournaments cuz you know you you play some of these challengers and there's not that many people watching and then all of a sudden you're playing davis cup and there's a home team and an away team, and there's so many people cheering. And it's almost like college, but even more energy, I feel like. So, yeah, I think that kind of played into the nerves a little bit. But, I mean, to come through in those circumstances, in my mind, there's no better better feeling than winning a a Davis Cup match at home.
0: Ruben, um, you play a lot of doubles. Do you have a, a dream partner? play with dream
1: partner other than you
0: other than me yeah sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) um dream partner dream partner can be anyone player or anybody
0: can be anyone
1: i'll put four i'll give you i'll give you four or four yes so the first three are going to be my my three favorite players of all time andre Agassi um Roger Federer and Patrick Rafter and then the fourth one would be Leander Pays um I feel like he's a an amazing he's probably the maybe the best individual doubles player to ever play the game and I got the pleasure of playing him twice a couple years ago in two challengers and getting to talk to him and practice with him thought he was a cool guy but uh, I think he's an amazing talent and I think it would have been a cool experience to play with him yeah and, uh, I
0: remember watching him as a junior then uh, he played a lot also in Manila, uh some challengers and also the international junior tournament and a uh, really amazing doubles player, but even a singles player, a lot of people Great don't know player. he was a really good uh singles player he uh he bronze he got, medalist in the Olympics yes, in Atlanta
1: Olympics. Yeah. I remember where I guess he won the gold. Exactly, exactly. I think playing with him would be an amazing experience. Like, playing against them was really cool. I, unfortunately, lost to him 17-15 in the Super Tiebreaker. Uh, And we had match point at, I think, multiple match points. We had one at 14-13, I remember, Mm -hmm. in the Super Tiebreaker. I remember I served, came in, and I had a first volley. And I kind of no looked, hit it cross court. And I saw that he was moving and it literally nicked the net. And I literally, when I hit it and I saw that, I was like, it's over. And somehow he reflexed it like that and we lost the point. And I was like, I remember thinking like, there's not another human on this earth that would have made that volley, but he was able to. And um, we lost that match, unfortunately, and I didn't sleep very much that night. Uh, losing that match, but uh, when I look back on it, I think it was a pretty cool experience because I played him and in, uh, in the in the in a packed crowd in Dallas at the Challenger there, it was a full sold out crowd, and having him uh, playing against him in, in that atmosphere was really cool.
0: He, I mean, he's still active, right? He hasn't retired
1: yet. Well, this is supposed to be his last year, so oh um, yeah, it was like he on. Um, social media he's calling it one last roar or whatever and I don't know what he's going to do if he's going to try to play next year or I mean the I mean the year's not over obviously but what 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 he's going to do but uh, he's going to be missed for sure I mean he's an amazing talent for sure